Joining us now, he is our main man over at Breakthrough Golf Technology. Barney Adams joins us. Barney, welcome back into the golf shop. Thank you very much. First off, I want to tell you, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, you, you sent me the, the putter back with the shaft in it, and uh, Matt and I played. A, we're playing a, a a match a month against our listeners, and we played the first one uh, two weeks ago. And uh, I made six birdies, shot sixty eight. Matt made a bunch of putts. Uh, we crushed the opponents, so the putting shaft is working very well, my Well, all I can say is it's still golf, and sometimes it gets fickle. (laughs) Absolutely true. Speaking of getting fickle, um, the demise of putting on tour, is this this an epidemic that we should be concerned about? No, I don't think it's an epidemic. It's just a fact. It, it, It seems to have leveled off pretty much. I mean, we're talking fractions, but... Uh, I was just doing some research because, you know, in the putter shaft business, where do you look for data? Where do you look for information? I mean, there isn't anything. And if you just kind of go with the oh, the local vibe, so to speak, everything in golf is getting better. You know, the ball's going further. Uh, the courses are better, you know, on and on and on, which which is normal because, it's you know, the, the, the game is a, is a big business. Money's being invested in it and so on. And yet... When I started looking at tour putting data, not anything else, but just tour putting data, it was like, wait a minute, I must be making a mistake. I must have gotten the wrong numbers. But went back and did it again, and the tour data, it comes from ShotLink, started in 2003 up to current to make sure that I wasn't cherry-picking, you know, picking a good Mm -hmm. or bad year to prove a point. I rolled up the first three years, three, four, and five, and then the last three years, 16, 17, and 18, and compared them. And the way Shot Lake works, it's by distance. Putts made from 6 feet, 10 feet, 12 feet, and so on. In every category, over that 15-year period, the percentage of putts made was less now than it was 15 years ago. Hmm. Really? That is surprising to me. <laughs> surprising isn't the word. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Um, As a matter of fact, it, it shocked me so much that I sent the data to a, a numbers guy, you know, a, a statistician, and said, here, I must be doing this wrong. You mm-hmm. do it. And he came back and he said, no, I agree with you. And that wasn't Bryson DeChambeau that you sent it to, right? <laughs> no, not exactly. <laughs> I'm mad, I'm mad at him anyway. Oh, boy. Okay, that's another story. Um, yep. So, Barney, what do you equate this to? I mean, is it – was it the long putter? Uh, was it the long putter going away between the, the roll-up of the th- first three years and the last three years? I mean, you know, the anchoring, does that have something to do with it? Is there another fact? I mean, what what do you extrapolate out of this? Is there anything? Well, if, you, if you're looking at it now as, as purely a statistical analysis – it has to be something that's pervasive across all the players. You can't pick out one thing like the long putter because, number one, there weren't that many people using right, it right. to have effect on the overall. This is a, an effect on the overall mm-hmm. tour. All players, major winners, barely making the cut guys, I don't care. It's everybody to the top 150. So if you're going to affect that big a population, there has to be one dominant factor. And when I got into the research and suspected the steel shaft because of the, frankly, because of the work we've done on our putting shaft, 
we went back and tested putters uh, over the last, you know, last hell twenty years as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. But with the idea that if you if you look at putting instruction today, you're taught of what I would call a pendulum style stroke, a very smooth stroke, because the greens are beautiful. They're right. very smooth and very consistent. Putter head designers have augmented this with high moment of inertia heads that are larger and heavier, which in turn stresses the steel shaft more and alters the face angle and impact. And the holy grail to putting instruction is a square face and impact. Everything evolves from there. And yet your steel shaft, because it, it oscillates slightly, doesn't deliver that. When we went back and took heads from bullseyes, 8802s, old blades, and tracked them up to today's heavier models, the shaft uh, oscillation factor increased. So to me, that was it. Wow. <laughs> that is so interesting. I mean, well, you know, Maddie, you use a, like an 8802 yeah, style I, putter. I, yeah, I do. I mean, it's a knockoff of an 8802. I think it was the year... It was a tour special, Barney, Wilson yeah. tour special, which came right after the 88. I still putt with it. I've been putting with it since 1973. <laughs> so well, you're it, saying it's, it's oscillating more or less? Less. Less. Less with a lighter head. Okay. Yeah. Because it's, 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 it's logical. If the head is heavier, it puts more stress on the shaft. Right. And the shaft responds by oscillating slightly. And when the shaft oscillates, the face is moving. And when the face is moving, it's not consistently returning to the ball square. Do you think this will uh, cause a return to a smaller, lighter head again? No, I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna see a flood of designs of putter shafts. Look, it's gonna be in the shaft. Then that's yeah, what you. That's what you've been doing all along, it. anyway. Yeah. How, yeah. How many things do you know of that are still in constant use that are seventy, eighty years old? <laughs> Great besides, question, Barney. Besides himself, yeah, I mean, seriously, <laughs> the butter shaft is the butter shaft is the butter shaft, right? It's right, a steel yeah. tube. Right. It's been that way since you know forever. Wow. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, Matt hadn't played with me that much coming into that, and, and I mean, I've. Uh, I haven't been playing that much, and I, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to continue to use this putter, and that's probably about the fourth or fifth time I've used that putter since uh, since you guys reshafted it. And, man, I tell you, I, I rolled it great. I mean, I missed a few right over the edge, but, I mean, all in all, I mean, I didn't three-putt. I didn't threaten to three-putt. Everything looked like it was going in the hole. It was, it was one of those where, you know, I think I'm finally getting comfortable with that putter of changing from something else, and mm-hmm. uh, you can definitely tell it's putting a great role in the ball, and I think that's the whole key. Yeah, the feedback I get, and it's it's really oh, it's almost comical because it's so consistent. People that I know switch to the shaft, and they're like, "Well, I'll try it." You know, I've tried everything else. You know, blah blah blah. They're not exactly jumping up and down. And then, roughly, we'll say if I run into them a week later, "How you doing?" Yeah, I don't know. I think it's okay. You know, but they're still not jumping up and down. And then, if you could fast forward a month, I see them. And the, and, and the response is, you couldn't take this away from me. I love it. I tell all my friends about it, you know, blah, 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 blah. Because the one of the things that happens when you're rolling the ball more consistently is your confidence gets better. And there's nothing more uh, fetching, let's say, in golf than better confidence. I mean, it, it goes through your entire game. Yep. 
And now you guys have taken it a step further. You have the putt lab going on. You have, you can master fit, quick fit, and putter tune-ups. So talk a little bit about those. Yeah, we, we kind of stumbled into it, to be honest with you, because you know we had people uh, come to our lab in Dallas that wanted to be fitted for the shaft, and our head of our R&D, Blair Phillip, who has been working with putters most of his you know golf life, is, is a master putter fitter, and he would end up fitting him for a putter, and we looked at it and we said, wait a minute, there's a business opportunity here. So we, we've fashioned our, our research facility as the putt lab and people who wanted to get, who want to get fitted for a putter and the shaft simultaneously can come to our place and have it done. Now, are tour players doing this yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen some shafts out there. I can't remember exactly who I've seen using them, but I've seen a few of the shafts. It is. It, it's, you know, the tours. It, I mean, I've been doing this for light years, but the tour is interesting because it's all pay for play, and you know, you you see something on tour and then an ad run, and and they'll say, you know, X Y Z happened on tour last week. Well, that's because we paid them to play it in the first place, and we we're a small little company. We don't pay them, and I'll and I'll give you a stat why. When I ran that test that I was telling you about with the demise of putting, I had my statistician friend do this. I said, take three players on either side of the top 150, so the, say the 75 mark. Three well, better than, three worse than. And give them one more shot per tournament. Not per round, per tournament. The average annual increase in income exceeded half a million dollars wow <laughs> really but you see you know you see it out there like the difference between second and third sometimes is six or seven hundred thousand bucks that's i right. mean so if you know that's big money they're playing for so we tell guys we're not paying you you ought to give us a percentage because you're going to earn more money well i mean to your point look at the masters look at brooks kepka if he makes that putt at 18 Maybe he wins right. in a playoff. Maybe he wins. Yeah. And maybe it's a million dollars. One guy. Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean, with the, yep. the difference between first place and, I don't did he split second place? I mean, you know, yeah, that's, that, could be, that could be half a million dollars right that's there right in there. one event. Well, yeah. I saw, because I watched the end of it yesterday in Dallas, I watched uh, the, the second and third guy, and I can't even remember their names. Scott Piercy. Both, and, uh, missed, yeah. both missed putts on the second nine. That would have changed things significantly. Yeah. I mean, makeable putts. Yeah. Well, and Wallace on the European tour missed putts Same on thing. seventeen and eighteen. Right. You know, and yep. and and he ended up losing by one. So yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's amazing how, like you said, I mean, we talk about, you know, you look at strokes gained putting and this, that, and the other thing. I mean, a half a shot around is what you and I have talked about before. That this that the shaft can help you. So there's you know there's two shots in a tournament if you're playing four days. Right, and we're only giving them one. And the thing is that TV, and I understand this, and it should, it distorts things because it only shows success. You know, you're not going to get a lot of viewers by watching guys miss four-footers. Right. <laughs> so you watch people make putts, and it's exciting, and you know, so on and so forth. But when you look at the data, you know, irrespective of what you see on television, it, it, it kind of points out a different story. Mm. I would love to see the numbers, Barney, from the early 60s when you were talking about the bullseyes and the 8802s, and then Karsten Solheim comes out with the, the ping answer, which is a heavier head. I, I just wonder if that was the start of that this whole thing happening. It, it possibly uh, well, could have been. Well, it certainly was a factor because yeah. Karsten, I, I mean, I, I knew him somewhat, and he was a great believer in perimeter weighting, and he, he 
uh, arguably put out the first perimeter-weighted head. But at the same token, greens in that era were, were yeah. unlike greens of today. Oh, we got yeah. Some places we got better fairways today than some of the True. greens were in that era. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were slow, they were really grainy and bumpy and so on. And one of the things that's happened over the years is that, like, Karsten's putters, you mentioned Karsten's putters. If I remember correctly, and uh, I think I do, remember, they had seven degrees loft. Right, yep. Well, you had to have seven degrees loft in those days because yep. you had to get the ball up on okay. top of the grass of those really long and grainy greens. Yep. Seven degrees loft today, it's a chip shot. <laughs> so your putter faces today have two degrees loft. Right. Well, and, and is there another factor involved in this, too, when you roll up those three most recent years? I mean, could it be the fact that because these guys are hitting it so long and golf courses have become shorter to the ball and the club that, that we are making the greens faster and we're putting the pins in tougher spots? I mean, that may have a slight something to do with it, but it's not giving it, you all- I've asked that question. I, I did it with a friend of mine who's a tour official, as a matter of fact. And he said that, in uh, his opinion, uh, it wasn't a factor because they're in so much better condition and so much okay. more consistent. And consistent is the key to the guys on the tour. Yep. They're such phenomenal putters. As long as you make them consistent, they can adapt very, very well. So yeah, could it be a factor? Of course it could be a factor. But is it the factor? Uh, based on all the questioning and research I was able to do, the answer would be no. Well, Barney, man, we always love talking with you. Uh, let everybody know if they want to uh, get a get hold of one of these shafts. What's the best way to go about doing it? Go online. Don't ask me any detailed questions about going online because I can barely, <laughs> you know, I can barely read that stuff. But I know we have a website, and I know we get a lot of traffic on the website. We are not in a lot of the pro shops and retail stores because the nature of the golf industry is that those people want to carry product that consumers are coming in asking for. They come in and ask for it when millions of dollars of advertising are spent to tell them to do so, and we don't have that kind of money. So we're just kind of fighting our way along. But I do know, because I am told, not because I see it, but because I'm told that our our online traffic is, is, is good, and we have no problem adjusting the shaft to any kind of putter head. Uh, you know, we can we can fit any scenario. So... That's very important. Excellent. Well, uh, thanks a lot, Barney, man. We always love talking to you. Okay, guys. See you.